Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. I hope everyone is having a great summer. This is going to be a great show. Kicking off the first half are Irvine residents Alan Hess and Sharon Toji. They're joining me to talk about Irvine 50, which is coming up this weekend, and it's going to be incredible. So let me bring them on right now. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hi. I want to thank you so much for calling the show because this is timely and this is going to be a great event. So if we could maybe start off uh, maybe with Sharon and talk about how you got involved in the Irvine 50 and what it is exactly. Um, first, let me ask you, I've got you on speakerphone. Is that a problem or no. should I turn speakerphone off? It is perfect. I can hear you. You can hear. Okay, yes. great. Well, um Irvine 50 is the 50th year that the very first families moved into the very first planned village in Irvine, which is the village of University Park. And I was one of those, part of one of those families, and was very, very involved in the community, um, you know, for, for. quite some time in an extremely active way, and um, recently um, I've become extremely involved again uh, 50 years later. So uh, that's where the idea came from. There were actually a number of us who would chat over the last couple of years and say, gosh, we've got to do something. We've been here for 50 years. We've got to have a yes. celebration. And we, we thought it was just going to be a little thing. And then I started finding all these websites, like, uh, you know you grew up in Irvine if <laughs> people love having grown up in Irvine. And there were yes. all these people just waiting to talk about it, and maybe come back and celebrate it. So, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and that's, can... that's how we came up with the idea. Uh, do you want me to go on right now? Or sure, because... <laughs> I, can, I... I can talk for a long time. Everybody <laughs> who knows me knows that. <laughs> anyway, um, so I go every year to my reunions to read college, and they're just, they're different, I think, from anybody else's college reunion, and it takes place at the college. We all stay at the dorms that covers the gamut from people who graduated that year to literally people 100 years old who come back, if you can believe it. And we all gather and we have everything available from very academic lectures. Dr. Demento, who's an alum, is there, and we have hilarious (laughs) times with him, naturally, and uh, we have big dinners, and we have little tiny gatherings, and we have a big carnival atmosphere because everybody brings kids and grandchildren, and I thought, well, maybe we could do something kind of like that. So that was sort of the basic framework for it, Um, and it's just grown from there. I feel like we got a tiger by our tail now because the city of Irvine has just come in gangbusters and given us so much help. Oh, that's We've got great. University Community Park, a beautiful park with adventure playground that's virtually, you know, I would say 90% at our disposal, including rooms inside the centers. We've got staff, Fantastic. equipment, and then the Irvine Company, which really is, you might say, the basic honoree here because mm-hmm. they were the ones who hired the wonderful architects and planners and 
spared no detail to make our village an international example of what a planned community could be. And they have come in and helped us financially and with other assistance. And so we're having a fantastic affair. Far beyond my wildest dreams. We have everything that Reed has except the fireworks. Unfortunately, we're not having fireworks, but we're having... Everything else, I even think it's gonna be great. the fun parade that we have there. So it's going to be great. That's great. Now, let me ask, Ellen. Uh, Ellen Hess is on the line as well. Is that how you got involved in this project? Did you meet Sharon, or did the Irvine Company bring you in? Um, I'm a resident here in uh, the University Park area, and um, I've been studying Irvine for quite a while and realizing exactly how uh, unique and innovative uh, the Irvine original master plan was, and also realizing that people didn't appreciate it. So that's what got me uh, involved in wanting to share with people um, exactly how unique what we have here in University Park and Irvine is on a national basis, Yes, and uh, so that we can uh, celebrate it, appreciate it, and uh, help to preserve it in uh, in the future. Right, right, because you do want to cherish this community. It is really incredible. It is, it is. I love the article that was in the Orange County Register yesterday. Uh, yes. Uh, talked a bit about uh, Sharon, but really um, Irvine back in the 1960s was designed for and appealed to the creative class of that time. Yeah, I read that. Um, and, yeah, it's an extraordinary thing. People just think of Irvine today, I think, as, oh, another suburb, you know, all mm-hmm. pink stucco and red tile roofs. No. Right. Uh, as Sharon mentioned, the, the group of planners uh, supported by the Irvine Company 50 years ago really did something extraordinary. Yes. And let me just mention that, Sharon, you came here in 1966 with your husband. You, you had a Fulbright scholarship. Yeah, yeah, actually both of us did. At one time I first went to uh, uh, Munich, the University of Munich, and then I came back for a year. We got married and uh, uh, got a family started through, a, 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 you know, an unusual thing that happened to us where we, we sort of inherited uh-huh. a ready-made family at our young age of 23. Wow. And uh, but then we we went back because he had a Fulbright then to the University at Hamburg. So mm-hmm. um, you know we've got quite a bit of background. Um, we had quite a bit of background in Germany. But then after we came back and to Columbia again, he finished up his doctorate. And uh, and I was very very active in community planning. In New York City, I was a member, a voting delegate to the Upper West Side uh, Urban Renewal Fantastic. Uh, uh, Conference. So I did a lot of this stuff before, and then we went to Portland, where he was on the faculty, and I was very, very active there in community organization development and worked for the Peace Corps and uh, the mayor's office, and then... Uh, we came here, and I said, hey, what am I going to do now? You know, I'm just <laughs> here with with 
six okay. children, a seventh on the way, so I decided to organize our community. And with the help of the wonderful residents, that's exactly what we did. Unbelievable. So that's, that's kind of the background. And you all met, all the, um, Alan, you met Sharon through this project, or you met before? Uh, I think we had met before, but on similar issues mm-hmm. of um, uh, appreciating what we have and then how can we carry what we have into the future. Um, because, uh, frankly, the, the master plan idea is threatened in some way. It, yes. it can be chipped away at mm-hmm. and, um, and, and destroyed over time if we don't watch out. Right. And, Sharon, you had mentioned something about overdevelopment and... What has it been like seeing Irvine evolve over the past 50 years? Well, for for a lot of the time, things progressed along, I think, um, pretty much a little bit differently than we had first envisioned when we came here. I think most of us thought, oh, it's going to be a little university town and gown place, maybe 35,000 people, um, you know, sort of a typical university town. But then it became very obvious that UCI was going to be a big university with a heavy research component. There were going to be a lot of of employees coming here to work in related uh, industries, you know, related to what the university was doing. So we really moved on to an urban uh, plan. And I I love big cities, actually, and I've lived in in several of them uh, in my life. So I'm not one of those people who wants to... I grew up in a little town of 400 people Whoa, in Oregon. Funny. And, you know, that's that's fun, and I'm glad my kids had that experience here in University Park when it was very small and wonderful, and they could play kick the can all over the community, <laughs> you know, and et cetera. But, but you know something? I love cities. I really do. But I love well-planned, yes. intelligent cities. And I'm afraid we veered off the path. Uh, for one thing, and then as Alan mentioned, I started to see people coming in, tearing down individual homes, even in one case the attached homes, and building very large, like seven-bedroom, huge homes that unfortunately the architect was completely unaware of why and how. Each house is so carefully situated on our our lot, and they ignored that. And now people have these uh, windows looking right down at their their courtyards. They've got two-story walls looming over and cutting out the light on their wonderful patios. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, Yeah, we've got garages stories on top of them looming over the streets, which before were totally All right, I have to figure out. Wait, in their excuse business. me. Who, now, who and did we lose? They know they've loved living here. Yeah. But, you know, you don't walk around and say, oh, I love living yeah. here because all of the two-story sections are built back <laughs> away from the street. You don't know that. You just yes. enjoy it. Yes. And Alan is wonderful at explaining it. He just is absolutely brilliant and explaining it, and if we could get get this out to enough people, 
mm-hmm. including the architects who are helping people enlarge their homes. And, I, and I'm not against people enlarging their homes. But, but, you know, we need to do it intelligently and thoughtfully. Correct. And we need the city to come and help us and not apply the same zoning. Like, we shouldn't have 35-foot-high foot uh, limits on the houses in these, what I call, the heritage areas. Okay. We need changes all the way from the way individuals see the community up to the way the city understands what they have to do to help. Yes, yes. Do we still have Alan on the line? Because I know we yes. lost. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. So can we go to you on that point? Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, well, that's the important thing. Uh, I'm an architect, and so I appreciate what good architects do. And uh, they had good architects and planners involved uh, with Irvine from the very beginning. Um, some of these things that Sharon just mentioned, they, uh, maintaining privacy, um, even though houses are very close together. That takes good design. Uh, and then the green belts, these open, common spaces, beautifully landscaped that everybody can enjoy, and their pools and playgrounds and so forth in them. Um, those also had to be designed uh, in a very specific way in order to work so well. Yes. And uh, one of the fascinating things about University Park is because it was uh, the first village in Irvine, the planners were working this out. They were figuring out how, how big should this be? How wide should this green space be? How big should the houses be? Um, all of these elements of design were being worked out really uh, for the first time. Um, and w- w- one really exciting thing about the celebration this weekend is Friday night mm-hmm. at 7 p.m., we're having a panel of some of the original planners. Oh, I read that. Who, yeah, who, who did all this. And um, they're fascinating men. Alberto Trevino, uh, you know, he could be called the father of University Park. I mean, he was the person who was uh, designing and overseeing the whole thing. And um, that is a very great. intelligent man, a, a great designer. And um, he needs to be appreciated, and uh, that's what one thing that we'll do on uh, Friday evening. I love that you're bringing him in. I read that in the OC Register's article yesterday. Um, right, right. And, you know, it's, it's going to be great. If you're just tuning in, uh, we're talking to Alice, Alan Hess and Sharon Toji. We're talking about Irvine 50 that's coming up Friday to Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m., starting this Friday at University Community Park. Uh, there's a multi-purpose room. It's on one beach tree lane, and they can find information at irvine50.com. Um, tell me about what's Irvine tomorrow. I know that was uh, an offshoot of something. Well, Irvine tomorrow was a group of made up of a lot of people. Most of us, probably the young people who had moved in, a lot of us associated with the university in one way or another. Um, or people who had moved here because they wanted to live in a university town. And we, um, you know, I I don't want to give the impression that we were uh, huge enemies of the Irvine Company. There's kind of a big feeling that it's an us and them thing. But the Irvine Company, uh, really, I found to be very cooperative on a lot of issues uh, it's just a matter of approaching them and letting everybody sit down and, and understand what our common goals are. Right. And 
And I was able to do that as, for instance, first, I believe I was the first president of the uh, community association, but and I and I worked closely with them and did for many years because I was also on the school board and I was also a, a commissioner that built the first parks and things. So, um, but at any rate, Irvine tomorrow sprung up because we wanted to make sure that we weren't just a company town. We didn't want to be Hershey, Pennsylvania, yeah. you know, <laughs> with little homes all owned by the factory. Yeah. Um, we wanted to to speak our own mind of how our, our, our city would develop. So we formed Irvine tomorrow, and we were very active. Um, we ran a slate of potential uh, um City Council members, and and basically we ran it against a hand-picked Irvine Company slate, mm-hmm. and they had a very well-known uh, uh, person in charge of the campaign, and you know, I never can remember whether his name is Stuart Spencer or Spencer Stewart, I think it's Stuart Spencer, <laughs> but okay. he we'll was Ronald that. Reagan's campaign manager, to give you an idea of it, oh. and he still makes you know, make speeches and pronouncements today. He's a very important person. Okay. And here I was, this little 30-year-old lady. I think I was still, I think I was, well, let's see. No, I, I that was past the time when I'd had my my youngest child. So I wasn't pregnant. But okay. <laughs> other than that, I was very, very young. And I managed the campaign of Irvine Tomorrow. And... um we worked really hard on it. We'd, we'd also worked very hard on, on the school district campaign. And we actually, with kind of a last-minute coup <laughs> that that I engineered and something we called the Midnight Flyer, that we went out at midnight on Monday night before the Tuesday election. Back then, everybody voted on Tuesday, oh. and everybody took milk, and everybody took a newspaper, yeah. and they'd walk out, you know, at 6 in the morning and look down at their welcome mat and pick up their newspaper and bring in their bottles milk. of milk. Yeah. And so we slipped these flyers so that the top part stuck out and we went around literally we walked around until midnight oh my gosh, that I night love this. and put these flyers out and we got three of the five council seats <gasps> and what that meant was that the first ordinance that the city of Irvine passed was a tree ordinance an ordinance that you couldn't cut down a tree <laughs> that was uh, more than 13 inches, I think, in di- diameter okay. without getting permission, without getting a permit. And that kind of was set the tone for the way the citizens wanted Irvine to be planned. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it set the tone of the city council, and I think everything kind of going forward for many, many years. So that was that was Irvine tomorrow. Sharon, I just have to interject. You are such a driven, passionate woman. I, I am just so happy to have you on the show. Alan, don't you agree? I mean, I've never met somebody. Here you are, I've had oh, yeah. seven kids, and you're doing this, and I heard you found this printing machine in a garage, and you cranked out these flyers. I mean, you just were go, go, go. <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, I, I was... I, re- I you know now with modern 
psychology, I realize I probably have a little touch of, you know, mania, <laughs> hopefully not too much of the depression part, you know. Right. And uh, I've always just been one of those people. I, I, I had very good neighbors who lived here for many, many years, and I would I couldn't wait for p- other people to get up because I would have already been planning the next thing I oh wanted gosh. to do. And I would run over to their house, and I would just start talking. I had this great idea about something or other, and Ed, the, the man, would be sitting eating his toast. He'd say, Sharon, stop. <laughs> say, good morning, Ed. Good morning, Anne. How are you yeah. today? He said, that's what people do, Sharon. <laughs> He's having to say, breathe, Sharon, but, you breathe. Know, I, I just couldn't wait for other people to get started oh so I could... You know, launch forward with whatever, whatever idea I had. But you know, it's been it's been an interesting life. It's been a fun life, and I hope some people come and and join in because I'd really like to share what a great community we have and how proud we are of it. And we're just going to have a great, a great, great time. And Friday night for those who would really like to learn something is just going to be wonderful. Yeah, tell me about it. Let's talk about the event. We have about uh, eight minutes or so. Maybe Alan will share a little bit. You'll share a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to have a reception, so there'll be free food, everybody. All you college students who are interested in planning, come and get some free food. Um, we're going to have a wonderful exhibit of, of early documents up all along the walls. Uh, Robert Dannenberg has been wonderful about finding this documentation and bringing it to us. Um, And so people can walk around and and really see things uh, the way that, you know, they were were, uh, represented back then. And we're going to be introducing some uh, people who've come specially that we want to to, uh, honor. And then uh, we'll be introducing Alan, who will lead the panel. Um, and uh, we also are going to have tables there. Where the uh, Irvine Historical Society is coming with an exhibit. The UCI Library has an exhibit, and I think a free commemorative booklet to give away. And um, we also have Martin Brower, who is our committee member and also one of the early planners, who has a book, and he's going to be showing it, and anybody can order it who wishes to do that, and we just hope people will schmooze and talk about Irvine, and uh, and we hope people will come. We can hold, you know, 7,500 people in there, and we, we hope they will come and enjoy not only the food and the conversation and the exhibits, but, but the panel. It'll be very interesting and informative. Alan, well, there are num- go oh, ahead. I was going to say, there are a number of things that um, uh, people take for granted mm-hmm. uh, entirely, uh, about University Park and, and how beautiful it is. And we're going to be talking about uh, how those things didn't just happen. Uh, for example, the 405 freeway, which borders one side of it, um, it's sunken uh, oh. to reduce the noise um, from the cars traveling by. It's also landscaped all the way along both sides of it. Well, that was because Alberto Trevino uh, talked with Caltrans and amazingly got Caltrans to move and sink the 405 in order to create a more pleasant atmosphere for University Park. So there are a lot of little details like that. The names of the streets, for example, uh, the different types of housing. And we'll be getting into exactly what, uh, what the idea was behind all of that. 
Well, I can't wait. So I just want to reiterate the details. It's Friday to Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m., University Community Park. I have put it up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And they can also find you at irvine50.com. And if they have questions, irvine50, uh, the word 50, and uh, at gmail.com. We have to wrap in just a few minutes. Uh, any other highlights you want to share? Or well, well, you know, some of the most popular things so far when we walk around is uh, Rite Aid is donating some big five-gallon tubs, and we're going to be passing out 10-cent ice cream scoops Aww. from an old-fashioned ice cream cart <laughs> on during our picnic, which is going to be 11 to 3. And at around 2.30, we're going to break. We've got signs. So if you moved here mm-hmm. uh, any time from 1966 um, on up to the year 2000, and then I think we may head it up with anybody who has moved here during this year, during 2016. They're going to march behind their signs. It's silly. It's fun. Everybody's going to stand along the sides and cheer, we hope, and then we're going to march up to the podium. Some teachers are going to be introduced who were from the early days, and then we're going to hand out our best, best door prizes. So everybody needs to be here for that. We have wonderful prizes donated by Irvine Merchants. And then we go on later to an ice cream social and a dance, and, you know, that's going to be a and then we have to remember, Sunday morning, 9 to 11, the Kiwanis are going to come and do one of their very famous all-you-can-eat pancake breakfasts. And oh. Alan is leading three of his wonderful walk and talks. So, And those are free of charge, of course, and you need to come and just sign up for those. Two of them are from, I think, 3 to 4, okay. the one on Friday and uh, Sunday. And on Saturday, it's from or or to about 5.30, actually. They tend to last about an hour and a half. Okay. Please, uh, you know, lots of wonderful things. Please. Sounds great. Alan, send me, uh, if you can, email me after the show the details on the walks. I'll put that up on the blog as well. Okay, I'll do that. That would be great. Any last words, Alan, we're going to throw out before we wrap up? Uh, well, I, I just want to say that um, uh, we're looking, people were looking for something different than the average Cracker Box suburb. Yes. And Irvine presented that. And it just that it was a remarkable event. It, it, it simulated people like Sharon and many others, uh, the creative class at that time. And uh, this is really something to, uh, to, to save and to honor and to celebrate. I, th- I think it's fantastic. I can't wait to come out. Again, this Friday it starts, and I'll put all the information up on my blog and Irvine50.com. Thank you so much, Alan Hess and Sharon Toji. Thank you, Janine. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting both of you. I'll be out there. Good. Great. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now. Again, Irvine residents Alan Hess and Sharon Toji joined us this morning to discuss Irvine 50, huge celebration coming up this weekend starting Friday. If you want more information, visit Irvine5050.com. All right, we'll take a little break, and then uh, next part of the show, we're going to talk about an event coming up right here at UCI for high school students. Uh, Kara Duckworth, she's Chief Compliance Officer and Principal Duckworth Wealth Advisor. She's going to join us at 945. 
uh, to talk about an event coming up at the Mirage School of Business. But before that, coming up at 9.30, uh, we're going to feature the Hollywood Beauty Salon. It's a film directed by Glenn Holston, and uh, he's going to call in any moment. And if you want to watch the trailer, it is up on my blog, Get the Funk Out Show. Dot .kuci.org. We'll take a little break and then we'll be back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. <laughs> 